Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The demons believed that Jesus had all power and authority. Notice they didn't say, hey, we're more than you, you're done. No, what did they say? Beg, beg, don't throw us into the bottomless pit. Do you know this morning that Jesus has all power and authority? Number three, the demons believed biblical truth. They knew where they would spend eternity. Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? The scripture passages Pastor Mark will be teaching from include Jesus' confrontation with a demonized man. Hollywood likes to make movies about demon-possessed people, but the stories don't seem to go like this one. These demons knew who Jesus was, and they feared him and his authority over them. They also knew that they were defeated and were eventually going to hell. Even though our lives aren't as bad as this guy's must have been, Pastor Mark will be reminding us of Jesus' ability to bring order to our lives. Unlike fallen angels, we have the chance for redemption, being saved from joining the demons in hell. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he begins his message, Jesus Equals Changed Lives. A lot of people don't think the Bible has anything really to do to current events. Well, you're going to see this morning what you just saw in Oregon has great relevance to the teaching. Our world is set up for the persecution of Christians till the end of time. Sorry, but Jesus said that. Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. As we open the teaching, you will see where this comes from. You will not find on our news media, from our president, from basically anybody in Congress, here's what you're going to hear. The problem is gun control. The problem is mental illness. Those are both problems, no question. You will never hear the real problem. The real problem is spiritual warfare. Satan hates Christians. Sorry, you are one. Don't laugh. Our brothers and sisters in the Middle East have been persecuted for years around the world. Losing their lives, losing their homes, losing everything. My friends, it's come to the shores. It is not going to get less. You saw this morning, maybe in the news already, four teenagers in California arrested. Police caught them 
planning to go to their school and kill teachers and all kinds of kids before it happened. This is not isolated. The problem is not gun control. It is not absolutely mental illness. The problem is evil. And it's spiritual. And the focus is on the kingdom of God. You will see that in our passage this morning. Now, something I want you to say all during this teaching is this. Jesus changes lives. Let's say it together. Jesus changes lives. Now watch how I could put, this is written 2,000 years ago, but it applies right to today. Here we begin, Luke 8, verse 26. Jesus with his disciples, they sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake for Galilee. Look at me. In the Sea of Galilee, one side was Jewish, the other side was Gentiles, pagans. So Jesus rarely went over there, but he's going over there. And when Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, it wasn't him, it was a demon, and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had... He already commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him. And though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken the chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. See, when Jesus arrives, he's confronted with evil, demon possessed man. When Satan fell, rebelled against God, one third of the angels fell with Satan. They're known as demons. They live in our world today. It's the unseen world. They are already assigned to the lake of fire, as is Satan. We already know the end. You'll see in this passage, they know the end. This man was demon-possessed. No one could help him. Demon possession is very simple. It's simply when a demon spirit goes in to a human body or sometimes even an animal. The demon can speak through the person and control that person. It is very common all over the world today. This isn't something weird. This isn't a movie. This is real life. I've dealt with it. It's much more prevalent overseas and many, many different parts of the world. Of course, Haiti, India, and so forth. But it is here in the United States as well. Now, this man is a picture of what Satan does. See, Satan's a great liar. He says this, have a Michelob weekend. Everything's perfect, baby. Just serve me. Everything's great. No, it isn't great. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. What's happening to this man's life? Write this down this morning. This is exactly what Satan does. And you just saw it in Oregon. Sin steals life, kills hope, and freedom. And it destroys relationships. Gun control didn't do this. 
Mental illness didn't do this. Even though those are true, true problems. What did this was Satan and sin and evil. Now look what Jesus says. Jesus asked him, what is your name? He answered, legion, which is, means many. Many demons were living inside of this man. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss, which is the bottomless pit, which is the first stop toward the lake of fire we call hell, where they will live forever separated from God. Now, it's very interesting to me what these demons knew as truth. I don't want you to write it down, but I want you to ask yourself, do you believe these truths? These demons knew these truths. Look at them. Number one, the demons believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Do you know the Mormons don't believe that? Do you know the Jehovah Witnesses don't believe that? Do you know the Muslims don't believe that? Do you know that most people in our world don't believe that? They just believe Jesus, if anything, was a great teacher. No, no, no. He's God. The demons knew he was the Son of God. Now, how did they know that? Because they were in heaven when the world was created. Number two, the demons believed that Jesus had all power and authority. Notice they didn't say, hey, we're more than you. You're done. No, what did they say? Beg, beg, don't throw us into the bottomless pit. Do you know this morning that Jesus has all power and authority? Number three, the demons believed biblical truth. They knew where they would spend eternity. Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? You see, it's amazing to me that the demons know more and believe more biblical truth than most people on our planet. That's because Satan's a great deceiver. I want you to respond to something in a moment, different, but I want you to see this. In Oregon, the shooter asked people one by one, if you're a Christian, stand up. Can I ask you right now? If you're a Christian, will you stand up? Easy here. I won't ask you to sit down and then rephrase it like they did. Because when they stood up, a gun went to their head. Would we still stand up? Oh, Pastor Mark, I'd stand up, no problem. Then why don't you stand up at work for Jesus Christ? Why are you afraid to share your faith at the university? Why, when it will come up this week in all of our conversations around the cities, are we afraid to say we're a Christian? Now, notice what this man said. He said, if you're a Christian, he didn't say if you belong to the Baptist church, if you're religious, this is persecution over one key. He didn't say, do you believe in God? He said, are you a follower of Christ? It is always about Jesus Christ because there's no other way to heaven. They stood, their heads were blown out. You know what he next said? When you stand, he said, in one second, 
you're going to meet your master, your God in heaven. By the way, isn't it interesting? He knew that truth. Where are they this morning? In heaven. In heaven. Hallelujah. I'm going to have you stand the rest of the whole... No, sit down. (laughs) Thank you. You know, I didn't do that the other services. You know when God gave that to me? While we were worshiping. Hallelujah. It's time we stand for Jesus Christ. Now, you're going to see this and how that works in the story. Now, tell me that the Bible isn't appropriate for today. We're right here in the middle of this. I didn't plan this. God did. Now, when you walk through this, these demons, they always want to be inhabiting either a person or animals. So they beg Jesus, don't send us to the abyss. Look at verse 32. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus, begged to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. That's another whole sermon. I don't have time to go there. But don't worry. God's always over control. Demons can't do anything. By the way, demons can't ever come into you. When you became a Christian, who came to live in you? God did, the Holy Spirit. I heard this a long time ago, and I think it's perfect. When you became a Christian, the Holy Spirit, God, came to live in you. He just has the same power that Jesus has. He came to live in you. And when the Holy Spirit came into you, he doesn't rent rooms to demons. Can we be oppressed by demons? Absolutely. Uh, we feel depression, darkness, all those kinds. Of, but never possessed. Just relax. You'll see that as we go through. Now, what happens here? The large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, came out of the man, came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herds rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Jesus' power always defeats Satan. So here's something our world doesn't believe. And you won't hear it from uh, Congress people that believe they're, that say they're Christians, our president that says he's a Christian. I have no idea what any of these people are or not, but they don't believe this. Here's the thing you want to write down. Notice, we learn that Satan, demons, and spiritual warfare are real. This is not a movie. This isn't the latest movie coming in October. This is real life. Now, why don't they believe it? Because Satan blinds eyes. To the truth. Next, you don't have to fear. Again, same principle. Because what? You have God living inside of you. God is greater always than Satan. So you need to have no fear this morning. No fear at all. Greater is he who lives in you than the one who lives in the world. Now, when those attending the pigs saw what happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man. Watch this. From whom the demons had gone out, sitting at the feet of Jesus, dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. You see, those who had seen It told the people how demon-possessed man had been what? Cured. Say it with me. Jesus changes lives. Come on. Jesus changes lives. Instead of running wildly, no chains could hold him. This man is now what? Sitting at the feet of Jesus. At peace. Instead of being totally naked. The man was now 
dressed. He wasn't with a deranged mind anymore. He was in his right mind. Instead of being hopeless, he had hope. Now, how did this happen? Here's the verse. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. That's what happens. That's a real change. Now, look at verse 37. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them. What? They see this amazing miracle, and they want him to leave because they were overcome with fear. They didn't understand spiritual warfare. Remember, he's on the pagan side. So he got into the boat. He left. Now, why would these people ask Jesus to leave. What is Jesus going to teach us from that? Because they valued their business, their profession, their possessions more than the value of a changed life. Write it down this morning because this is a big deal for us as well. Jesus teaches us to value people more than possessions or money or stuff. Do you know how we can not do that? And don't think I'm motivating you in a funky way. I'm not. Pastor Mark, I know you need the the church so we can get the HD thing and get people all over the world to see it better. Things don't break down, whatever. I know that's about people. But really, it's my money. Wrong, number one. It's God's money. And, you know, well, many people don't give because they value. Don't, Don't make fun of these people. They value their money. More than the value of the souls of people. Jesus told us this. You can't serve God and money. Careful, Christians. It's time to give. Not out of having to, because you want to. Jesus simply leaves because he realizes these people don't value what just happened. A man is totally changed and freed. They're worried about their pigs. Hello, America. Okay. Verse 38, the man with, from whom the demons had gone, gone out, begged to go with him. That would be a natural thing. This guy says, I'm going to go with Jesus. I never met a guy like this. This is amazing. I want to learn from him. But look what Jesus says. Jesus sent him away. Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. Now, why in the world... Did Jesus say this? What was Jesus' reason for this? Now, let's stop and think. This side of the Sea of Galilee was pagan. Jesus ministered on the other side. So what is he saying to this man? Go to your family. Go to your friends. I I don't minister over here. My disciples won't be over here. You go where God has placed you, and you tell them What happened to you? This is a fantastic principle for us. Write it down this morning. Here's what Jesus is saying to you. He's not talking about this guy. Here's what he's saying to us. Be a witness where God has placed you and share your Jesus story. You see, a moment ago, we stood for Jesus Christ. Well, you can't just stand. You got to open your mouth. You don't take a light and put it under a basket. So can I challenge you? You have a story of how God changed your life. 
He said, Pastor Mark, I kind of forgot it. I'll give you some ginkgo. Maybe it'll come back. (laughs) No, nobody forgot how you used to be and how God changed your life. So look this week seriously. People will be talking about what happened out there in Oregon. Wait for an opportunity. Tell them how God freed you, took care of you, that you're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. Now, verse 40. Now, when Jesus returned, he's on the other side of the Sea of Galilee now. We've seen a changed life. Jesus has more power than a storm, nature. Now, Jesus has more power than demons. Can I hear two amens? Amen, amen. That's good. Now, we're going to see two more. Disease and death. Watch this. Now, when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, a Jewish leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. Now, here is Jairus. He's a leader. He's a Jewish leader. He's successful. And then one day, everything changed. He got up that morning. His, his 12-year-old daughter was normal, healthy. That morning, every single thing changed. There's no doctors. There's no 911. There's no medicine. There's nothing. His daughter is dying, and he takes a risk. Now, at this time, when Jesus was doing ministry, the Jewish religious leaders hated Jesus. In fact, they said wrongly, that Jesus was filled with demons, which is just absurd. So Jairus takes this amazing risk, and he goes to Jesus. Now, why did he go to Jesus? Because somebody shared their faith with him. Somebody said, hey, Jesus has just landed on the shore here in Israel. Do you know this about this Jesus? Yeah, I hear these rumors about it. He's filled with it. No, 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 no. He's healing people. He's touching people. People's lives are being changed. See, Jairus comes to Jesus because somebody told him about Jesus. Who's that somebody? That's you and that's me. And he comes and he takes a risk. Now, I want you to write this down. What kind of risk does he take? It's called active faith. He steps out. And he takes a risk. See, faith is believing God. Active faith is acting on it. Remember a few weeks ago, how many remember I had a ladder up here? We had a ladder up here. And we went up the ladder. By that weekend, when I walked up that ladder, all three services, I lost four pounds that weekend, baby. It was fantastic. Okay. Now, remember we talked about faith is, wow, I believe God. I believe God. I'll stand for God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gun to my head. I don't think so. Remember, we said you have to walk up. Jairus doesn't go say, well, I believe Jesus could do something, and he stays at home. No, he walks to Jesus. In the natural, demons are scary. There's something outside of our normal living, and they make us nervous. Jesus wasn't phased by them at all because he knew who he was. Later on, he would give the same authority to his disciples, and they went and changed the world. Pastor Mark reminded us that Jesus has all authority over everything on earth, which includes the unseen realm. Praise God for that. Maybe you're listening right now, and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. 
Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. In the next message, Pastor Mark will teach about how the people responded to his healing of the demoniac and tell us what the lesson is for us. We'll be introduced to another person who needed Jesus to intervene in their life. We'll be instructed on the difference between passive and active faith and our need to tell other people about Jesus so that he can work in their lives. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.